Look at Gideon. At this point, he tries to disqualify. He, he gets done pouring out his heart. Sad, lamenting. Where are all the miracles? We were promised. Verse 14. He tries to disqualify himself. The Lord turned to him and he said, Go in this might of yours. Do you know the Lord knows exactly the strength you have today and doesn't expect more out of you than you thought you had? He expects you to go in the might you have. Stop waiting for what you're going to get one day and then move. Move now. Move now. Go in the might that you have. Go in the strength that you have. Stop waiting for everything to line up perfectly. Go in the might that you have. That is a word for somebody. And if you don't take it, I will. Okay, I'm taking it. But you can take it too. We can all take it. So the Lord turns to him and he says, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Hallelujah. And, but you know, he doesn't stop there. Verse 15, he says, Oh, my Lord, how weak. The weakest. He says, Though I am the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. So out of all these people in my tribe, I'm the weakest and the least, even in my father's house. So if you want to look at the bottom of the pile, the, the, at the bottom of the pile, at the end of that heap, here I am, and you're choosing me? Really, Lord? Really? Why? Why? Do some of you feel like that sometimes? The things that God has called you to do? Are, absolutely, but you're in a good place. You're in a good place. Gideon tried to disqualify himself, but we are in good company because so did Moses. Right? Yeah, Moses did too. He, Moses, we're going to turn over to Exodus 3, 3.11. Just turn over to Exodus 3.11 really quick. Because Moses, we love the story of Moses, man of God. But he also tried to disqualify himself. Moses, uh, I mean, Exodus 3.11. Moses said to God, who am I? That I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Who am I? Who am I? Well, when you go down to verse 14 of the very same chapter, and God says to Moses, I am who I am. I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say, I am has sent you. I am. You're not going in your own strength, Moses. I am is going to send you. But then when you go to verse chapter 4 of 11, he says, so the Lord says to him, who made, no, no, let's go to 10. He says, but I'm slow of speech. So, and I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue. So here we see the same story, but a different man. Trying to, trying to dismiss and excuse himself, trying to disqualify himself, not because they didn't love God, not because they didn't want to do the will of God, but because we have this thing called our flesh. And we have this thing called our mind. And this thing called our mind has to constantly be renewed in the word of God. Because when our mind is not constantly renewed in the word of God, then what happens is Satan comes and he actually plays us for a fool. He does. He starts to speak lies to us. And if we're not constantly renewing our mind, we can sometimes take the bait. But say, I'm not taking the bait anymore. I'm not going to disqualify whom God has qualified. You're not going to disqualify whom God has qualified. You're not going to disqualify yourself anymore. God has qualified you when you said, yes, I received the finished work on the cross. Yes, Lord, thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Yes, I'm your servant. That's when you got qualified. That's when God qualified you. So we're not going to disqualify what God has qualified. And so he says, verse 12, therefore, no, no, let's go. Let me finish verse 11. Sorry. Who has made man's mouth? Who makes the mute 
the deaf, the seeing, or the blind? Have I, have not I the Lord? Who makes them see? Who makes them move? Who makes them come alive again, basically? Now, therefore, he says, go. I will be with your mouth. Whatever your area of weakness is, tell God. Tell him. And then he'll tell you, go. Because I'm going to be in that area. It's good that you're weak in that area. Because when you're weak, you're strong in me. I will cause your weakness to be strong in me. So he says, I will be with your mouth. Isn't that interesting? He didn't say, Moses, I'm going to be with you. He already said that in a previous place. But here, he's so specific. I will be with your mouth. And teach you what you shall say. So I'm going to be with your mouth, and I'm going to teach you what you should be saying. Because you're yielded. Every single person in this room has a call of God on their lives. Every single person in this room, that increase that I'm telling you about, every single person, every single one, we are not going to limit ourselves by coming into partnership with our own flesh when it comes contrary to the word of God, and certainly not with a demonic plan in our life ever again. Amen? So Gideon tries to disqualify. Go back to Judges 6, please. Gideon tries to disqualify himself like Moses. But God. And so, verse 16, the Lord says to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. He's saying, Gideon, what you thought was so difficult, what you thought was so hard, let me tell you something, I am God Almighty. Is there anything too difficult for me? Because when I chose you, Gideon, when I chose you, Pastor Kim, when I chose you, Jaime, when I chose you, Joseph, I also empowered you for the task that I called you to do. That's the thing. When he called us, he empowered us. We may not know it. We may not feel it. But he's in, he has empowered us. And it's when we yield and we hang on and we cling to him every step of the way. When we're real, when we're honest with our weaknesses, with our fears. When we're honest with him. But we pick ourselves up and turn it around by quoting the scripture. After we've had that real heart-to-heart -heart talk with God. What happens is, is he shows you, you have always been empowered because he is with you. Gideon had, and his 32,000 men were outnumbered, four to one. God told Gideon, you have too many soldiers. You have too many people in this outnumbered army. You're too big. You've got too many. We got to remove some people. We got to remove some people. And so he announced and he said, all of you scared soldiers go home. Basically, paraphrasing. All of you scared soldiers go on ahead and go. And they did. Some did. But there were still too many. And then he has a test. And he says, those that are going to drink in a certain way. And he goes and he tells them, go and drink. And 300 of them, 300 of these men drink like dogs. They lap up the water, right? Those were the ones that remained. Gideon and his 300 men, from 32,000 to 300, from 32, and they were already outnumbered, to 300, lest you feel like, who am I? I don't have it. I can't do this. Or lest you feel like, I'm too small. We're too small. I, I don't, I, whatever your limitations, whatever the excuses may be, stop. Because God wants the glory, and that's why he puts the odds the way they are, or the, the way they seem. But with this small, outnumbered army, they defeated the large Midianite army, and they killed their two kings, which is no small feat. They killed their two kings on top of this huge army. I want you to turn to uh, 
chapter 7. So just go to the very next chapter, verse 2. We're going to read 2 through 4. And the Lord said to Gideon, he said, The people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands. Okay, Lord. Really? Okay. And he says, lest Israel claim glory for itself. Do you see why God wanted to reduce the army? Because he's saying, I know you guys. You're going to end up taking the credit. And I don't want you to take the credit because the glory will go to me. Amen? The glory goes to God. Everything God does in and through this ministry, the glory goes to God. We will not steal his glory. You will not steal his glory. I will not steal his glory because we don't want to, but also because we want to please God. And he says, let me be who is glorified. Keep me on the throne of your heart. Keep me in the center of this church. Because what he, what I, the Lord God, what he has started, he will complete. He's going to do incredible things. And God will get all the glory. All the glory. So here, the army is reduced. The size of the army is reduced so that God gets the glory. Verse 3, therefore, proclaim in the hearing of all the people, whoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart at once. You know some of those people that have left in, from your life? And you go, but why? Why, why, why? Let them. If God brings them back, God brings them back. That's when we get in the way and we start trying to play God. I gotta make this happen. I gotta make this happen. I gotta make this happen. Stop making it happen and let God do what he's gonna do. He told them, let them go. If they're fearful, if they're afraid, tell them to go. That parting was of God. That specific parting was of the Lord. Because only when we let something go, if it's truly meant to come back anyways, it's gonna come back. Because until a kernel actually falls to the ground and dies, the dream dies, Everything in front of you seems to die. It's only when it actually dies that it comes back up and springs forth so much fruit, so many seeds, that you, you don't even know what to do. It becomes larger than you, which was always God's intent. Because then people look and go, wow, only God could have done this. That's right.